thanks for tuning in to Embrace the Madness. This is Madeline. Welcome to the podcast. We're just here talking about life, love, and everything in between. Being a human's hard sometimes. I think everybody everybody understands that after this year. So we just want to figure out what we can do to make it better and improve the quality of our lives while we're here. And we got to do it together. So if you've been keeping up... I don't really know what to follow with that. (laughs) You followed me on my journey. We're going through it, but we're somehow making it. I'm trying to figure out how to keep pushing, and I hope you're doing the same. This past weekend, I got to be with my friends who make the world go round, and we started having this really cool conversation, and I was like, dude, I need to turn my microphone on, so... I'm going to share kind of the hour that we spent talking and sharing ideas, listening, and talking about so many different things like passion and creating art, facing our insecurities, what we can do to move towards this idea of unity in a otherwise divided world or at least we feel divided. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and I hope you really enjoy this conversation. It's super juicy and super delicious. Thanks to Ted, Dwayne, and Jordan for helping out. I like to do something good, but are overwhelmed with where to start, you know? And it's just like, if you could, if you could just get, they almost need, I don't know if it's like a, a leader, that they need somebody to say, "Hey, I we're going to do be this." A life coach, yeah. It's like, what? Where are your problems? Where do you think? What? At what part do you get stuck? Yeah. And here's how you can work through that kind of. But it's even just like thinking about. I don't know. I've, I've talked to Daniel about going and cleaning up the plastic in the oceans and stuff like this, you know. And, and that sounds like such a fun thing to go and do with purpose, you know. But how do you even get involved in something like that? There's no money to be made in it. Right. And if, unless you want, anybody's happy to have your time, you can go and volunteer that, but you can't make a living doing that. Well, and I you know? think maybe it would just be like, keep on doing it and doing it, and maybe you would get a sponsor one day. Maybe you would reach yeah. out to programs and say, here's what I'm doing, here's these pictures. But it just seems like we're all so hand-to-mouth. What you do know? you mean? And I, we, none of us have much savings, you know? I mean, if you've got a lot of money saved up, you've bought yourself the opportunity you know, to go do whatever, to have time to figure out whatever, you know, if you're not having to slave five days a week over a job, you know, that that keeps your focus and your energy tied up in that, you know, um, man, money just buys you a lot of opportunity. Um, yeah, man, I forget where I was going with that. Mm. Something about savings and being able to do that. Yeah, I mean, how much do you have saved? I don't know. If it's I mean, I have a couple thousand. Yeah. yeah sure. I mean, a couple thousand is not nothing, but it's... Still nothing. Or it's just, it's just, if you have one big emergency, it's like gone. Yeah. 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 But I think we're also like in that time where we kind of got the shit into the stick and it's like we are, we are faced with having to work these jobs and like figure out things because we didn't go to college or we didn't do a trade or something like that. And so, yeah, I think our values are just different, but that's what I think I need to figure out more of is like people have money who don't know how to do stuff, but 
that would support or sponsor something too. So it's like, I guess just getting clear on that or also getting clear on the money thing too. And figuring out we're trying to get into well, we're not trying to get into. We're into like a lot of like, they say that like your financial thing, uh, situation has to do with a lot of beliefs that you have about money. And so we're trying to like, See if we have any limiting beliefs around money, either like, I don't deserve money or uh, money's hard to get. You have to work a long time to get money. So we're trying to like navigate that. But I mean, I'm sure that also entails like taking financial classes and actually like getting in there. I still feel like I'm going to get, I will be wealthy. I just don't know what day that is. Yeah, sure. And, and I mean, especially if you can achieve that end by doing your, 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 your music or whatever it is, you know, a creative outlet that will actually be fulfilling and that you will enjoy, um, that, that ultimately is the goal. That's the dream, you know, not everybody can do that. I feel like there's gotta be something you have to build or create, like for you to bring your personality and your music and like. Yeah. There's something out there that you love to do that you will get paid for, I believe. It's just a matter of figuring out what that is. Just wish that I was smarter. <laughs> so then you could do what? <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> How to make money and just travel and be gone all the time. Because that's, that's the dream, man. It's residual income. If you can have residual income that'll that'll fund you to just live, you know. Well, they tell you, gotta, you like about passive income. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the passive. What's what's up? Yes, student. <laughs> I was just waiting for my Jeffrey to finish saying it. Sorry. Uh, you could write a book about your travels because that would be a book that I would want to read. Mo and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah, you do have a lot of stories. Holy crap, would that be an amazing book? And a I feel funny like, yeah, book. like it would the self awareness so to like come up with these really probably poignant things, observations, like hmm. yeah, like you have such a perspective on life and a way of saying you don't things. need a degree to write a book. Nope. And I'll do for you what I'm doing for Jess and like peer edit as you go before you like send it somewhere thank you i'll have a think about it like look i've always wanted to i really enjoy writing oh, i really enjoy writer. it and thank you um i i really do enjoy it though I, I really enjoy taking ideas and having to put them into words and taking emotions and having to do the same you know just articulating thoughts into words is just i enjoy it um same. yeah same. but like I've always thought that I'd like to write a book, but I just never knew what, like, the conclusion was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've, I've had some adventures and I've gone on some, you know, but, like, what am I trying to say? What's what's the, the point, right, you right. know? And that's what I haven't quite figured out just yet. Yeah. But that's also one of those things. It's just like, well, when are you going to have that figured out? It's kind of like the meaning of life, isn't it? Well, I think it just would take, like, you literally intentionally sitting down and saying, I'm going to get down all my thoughts that I have about the idea of writing a book or what could it be about and just like writing down a list of things and just being like, Hmm, I could do that. Cause I think I'm like in the same thing. I'm kind of in the boat of like, I kind of know what I want to say, but I feel like it's already been said. Yeah. What could well, I say that's special? But that's, 
that's music. Right. What album is being written now that hasn't been said before? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just because you have a different audience to say it to. So you put it in your own words, you put your own style to it, and you say it as best you can, because if it's truth, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. That's a good point. And the way you present it will reach people that only you can reach with the way you present it. Yeah, that's true. It's like your podcast. Yeah. Well, what do you... I mean, what do you want to say to people? If you could give someone a spiel... And they were actually listening to you. What would you say to them? I guess, I guess that's what I need to figure out because that would be the like for me. It's like book, don't take it? life so ser- don't take it so seriously. Like you're really cool. You can do anything you want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it doesn't even have to have like an end reason. It could just be stories. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're such a storyteller. Mm. And that way, that takes the pressure off, like, what you want to say. Ooh, you could do, like, you could, like, think of, like, themes or ideas that you've picked up along the years, like, self-reliance or getting fucked over by strangers and, like, have, like, a chapter and just, mm. like, tell that story and you're like, that's the day that I learned never to trust anyone ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, you've learned all these things and had all these experiences to yeah. teach you to appreciate life or to appreciate beauty or to find stillness and to be yourself, shit like that. Yeah. Write out all the stories you want to tell and then start looking for themes within it and then you can have chapters based off that. Hmm. Oh, well, it's not a bad idea. I know. I've been thinking. I'm like, I, I've been feeling more, I guess, signs like about writing books and I'm just like, I think I just need to get on it. I don't know what I'm supposed to learn anymore at this point. I mean, probably stuff, but... Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I heard this little um, anecdote one time uh, about this famous writer came into a a classroom or something like this of aspiring authors, you know, and he was going to do like a and a kind of thing. And um, someone asked him, you know, hey, um, what advice would you give to somebody that's an aspiring author that, that really wants to start writing? You know, and his response was, start. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, about you're, you're like, oh, I want to do research and learn. And I think that's totally valid. But what yeah. I'm learning is, like, you just have to jump. Yeah. And, and that's like, the part I'm scared to do. It's going to force you to learn. Like, you're going to have, like, and I find myself doing that on podcasts. I'll be like, okay, what am I going to talk about today? I need to, like, read a couple articles, brainstorm, think about things. And, like, it's not until I absolutely need to, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to do it. And then, then it happens. Yeah. It's so funny. It is hard about jumping because it made me think about this last time that we went cliff jumping at Percy Priest. Um, I think it was the day Brian and Amy were out on the boat. And I I love it. It fucking terrifies me all. Like jumping like jumping, off a cliff? <clears throat> yeah, jumping metaphorically is exactly the problem I have. I have, I'm like pouring out ideas that I'm just like, oh, I need to get this out of me. But also I'm just like, here's all of my walls as what to do why you I think, can't. What but do you like, think a big thing? Sorry, if you need to finish your story, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that I jumped off a thing and... My arm on my 
Oh no. And Daniel had just fucking done it too. He had just done it. And I was like, oh God. And so it made me think like I learned because then Brian, man, just time after time after time, he was a fucking spider monkey up and down, up and down. Just like, I don't know how many times that man jumped. He is so funny. He loves it. So I went up there one more time and went with him. So I only went twice and I like learned from the first time. It forced me to learn. I had to like pencil my arm some way. You talking about the Cliffs of Percy Priest? Yeah, the ones that we went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but you just have to change your approach. Yeah, exactly. You just, I learned from that. Like it fucking, it hurt and it sucked. But I learned from it. And yeah. And it didn't do it again. Yeah. That hurt. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah. And some things can be a lot of fun too if you, you know, do if it you right. apply a bit of finesse, right? Like, right. yeah, absolutely. Like, can jumping off of the cliffs be a whole lot of fun? Hell yeah. Can it be really painful? Hell yeah. <laughs> it can be both things. You could die. Yeah. It, it, it really depends on the, um, yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> the skill with which you perform said action. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was going to ask what, what you think comes up the most when you're like, like you, like you're worried that people will think that you don't know what you're talking about. Are we talking about my podcast? We yeah, like what, like just in terms of you being afraid to jump. It's honestly wanting to read all these books. It's I guess it's that I want I want like you feel like it's a lot of work. No, so what it is is I have never, and I know this means it's even more important, obviously, <laughs> but like I've never felt so surely that something that I was supposed to do something yeah as I am this I'm like this is important like I know that I'm like here right now and this time to do something important we're all like such light workers like we're here for a purpose we chose to be on this planet at this time during this for a reason and I can like feel it inside of me and I'm like this is important because of that I want to make sure that I have all the information that I can because it is so important that I present it the best way possible to reach as many people as possible, to help as many people Mm -hmm. as possible because I feel like it's going to be big and important and help people. And so I have been like, I've been to McKay's a bunch this summer and got just books on books on books that I'm just like itching to read and like them that's that whole like jumping thing right but like I just think that they're going to be chock full of really good information where I'm like well what if I wish that I started with this and like I don't know I don't know I guess I just want to have I want to be more knowledgeable because like who who am I to fucking be talking to people about religion (laughs) I don't fucking know anything I don't know if you're ever going to get to a point though where you feel like you're ready especially in in regards to how much you know if you've got something to say you get like you pick it up along the way like you learn more and you learn more yeah it's exposure man I mean because as soon as you start having these conversations and doing these podcasts and things are popping up and you know, and then somebody might respond and say, hey, well, have you thought about this? Have you seen this information? You know, and so you pick up things from other people just just because of things that you've said that, uh, you know, you're just going to expose yourself to the whole world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pick those things up and, and then you become uh, 
knowledgeable. Yeah. It's not something that happens and then you're ready. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of like with with the um Etsy too, it's like imposter syndrome for yeah. art. You know what I mean? Like me an artist? What no. Well, and that's no. a huge like identity thing that I've had to overcome this year. Just embracing that I do have an artist inside me. And it's just like a muscle too. Like I don't, I mean, you could be like gifted and like born with all this talent, but I do think it takes practice and building and repetition and consistency. And right. Just made me think, cause you know, we've been doing a lot of deep reflecting this year with like yeah. thinking about why your triggers are there and what trauma caused that. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to figure out when I stopped seeing myself as an artist because as a kid I was a creative little fucker like what beat that out of me I don't know well probably the world you right society it was probably just the fact that you weren't still doing it true just like life change or like you got older and well as soon as you stop doing something I don't know in a way I think we're defined by the things that we do mm. you know so if you're not creating art, are you an artist? I don't know. Right. You become an artist when you create art. That makes sense. I like that. Because it's kind of like taking life too seriously and like having to put labels on it. Like just creating anything makes you an artist, like you yeah. say. So it doesn't matter about... the quality. It doesn't matter how good it is. It, you know, that's all completely up, up to one's opinion, but. Well, and that's something I struggle with, too, is, like, even though I know that everyone can have their own opinion, I still have this understanding or impression that it has to fit some mold. Mm. Like, just because I make it doesn't make it cool. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the main thing to keep in mind is that you're doing this for you. You know, your art, I mean, yeah, you hope that it blesses other people, but... You know, you can't be coming at it with, with anybody else's approval in mind than your own. But then also, if your approval and standards are higher than everyone else's and you can't make yourself happy. Yeah. Now you're getting around to that self-love, though. Yeah. True. You got to be kind to yourself. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm just like you guys, man. I'm a perfectionist. That's why I've never been able to figure out how to produce music, you know, how to make it happen. You know, I just can't ever, I can't ever get there. Um, it's like, I'm always just on the, on the cusp of it, you know, but I never really achieve it. Um, that's so funny. Cause you would never know. I mean, I, maybe if you would know because it's your life, but it's like, I don't know, just like you playing and singing is just so natural. Mm. And like, it doesn't yeah. seem like you seem like you're totally comfortable being mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that you give off that vibe. Thank you. Even yeah, though I don't, I don't mind that, you might yeah. not feel that way. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I try to be. I, I, I want to be able to wear my heart on my sleeves because it's the, the more that you share, the more people will share with you. You know, the more guarded you are, the more people will be guarded from you, you know. But I don't know, because how many of those conversations, the best conversations you've had is because somebody just opened up out of the blue and told you some shit that you weren't expecting. Right. And now all of a sudden you guys have been chatting for three hours about the deeper things of life. You know what I mean? Like when you share with someone... um, 
chances are they turn right back around and share it to you because that's 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 connection. That's that connection that we all long for. PB This is exactly PB time. That's what PB time is. This is why it feels so good is because we, we, we need these connections, you know? And this is why I don't want our group to get too hung up on getting fucked up. I don't mind to get fucked up. I, it doesn't bother me. But I don't want it to ever become about that, you know? I almost wonder if it's like, we as spiritual beings are like, I can't handle being a human sometimes. Sure. Especially right now. And just like using <laughs> that as a form of like escapism. At least that, that sometimes happens for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a tough one because it kind of airs on like this hedonistic approach to something more than hedonism, you know? Like I, I want to let my guard down and feel those chemical highs so that it's easier for me to feel these interhuman connections, you know, right. that, that, that spark my spirit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. Cause some of my, I've had some really good nights, man. <laughs> I've had some really good nights. Uh, probably ones too that I don't even remember, <laughs> but I had some really good nights on chemicals, man. <laughs> you want to do some chemicals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really have. And and some of my best memories with friends, some of you guys, you know, mm-hmm. are things like what we were doing in Bali. Yeah. Man, that night is that just like, like the, the golden night in my mind. Of my life. Yeah. We're all just tripping mushrooms and laying on those beanbag chairs outside that place. And these, these, the men, keep, these men keep bringing us smoothies. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that was the coolest thing. I was like, am I losing my mind? Yeah. The names of these, like... I'll have an immune builder, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A kill painter. A kill painter. Yes. <laughs> well, I also wonder, too, and this could probably transcend our group, but just, like, do pe- are people even aware that doing, getting fucked up all the time, like, are they even aware that they're not having a good time? Is that something we're projecting? Is that, do you know what I mean? Like. Say so the question, is who aware of what? Just anybody, like, so if it's like, okay, you drink seven days in a row, they might be completely fine with that. Yeah. I just, sometimes I'm like, hmm, I don't really know what I was trying to say by that, but. It's whether or not people are living intentionally, I think. Yeah. If they. But, like, people might not even have the consciousness to be like, oh, yeah, last week was not cool because I drank a lot. They might just be like. Oh yeah, I'm tired. Well, let's do today. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I think a lot of people go around life like that. Yeah, you know, where they just do what they do, and I think that was what a good thing about this year was was it forced people to look at that and be yeah. like, how have I been living every day? Now that we're stuck doing this every day, and like, I don't know, so many people like are changing careers and stuff right now because they like, you know, had time to sit down and reflect, but. Well, just, Madeline, do you mean like as a consequence of how they've been living, as, as much, how much they've been drinking or, or whatever, that they're they're like, okay, let's do today, like low energy. Is that, is that what you're... I think so, like, but not having the awareness to realize that your behaviors are the cause of your unhappiness. Are they even unhappy? Like, I feel like... Okay. Does that make sense? Well, but see, I think, I think the... I would assume so, because I know how I feel. I think the real danger, though, isn't even unhappiness. It's just a very... Like apathy? It's just a very mediocre norm. 
you know, where it's not happy, it's not miserable, so it's comfortable, right, you know, it's right. livable, like, I can exactly. deal with this, you know, yeah. so you're never really achieving, you know, your potential, but you're not miserable either, so it's just getting by, and, and some, a lot of us become just okay with this, you know, just complacency. yeah, complacency, exactly, a very complacent, mediocre norm. It's so weird that, like, humans diverged from, like, plants growing to fulfillment or, like, flowers growing to its fullest expression and, like, humans don't, like, we we somehow, like, veered off and, like, we have the choice to whether we want to, like, go to our full expression or not. It's weird. But what's our full expression? Whatever makes you you. Just your most being you. I think, yeah. your absolute fullest. And like, I think that Sahara was talking about joy being the highest vibration. And, like, whatever brings you joy is your full expression. And, like, I've found, even though I think this, like, music that I play is, like, probably weird as fuck to people. It makes me happy. And, like, I've never felt freer, which I think encourages me to, like, be okay with I can be silly and sparkly and weird and cool and that can all exist and that that brings me joy I guess and then keep growing that feeling if that makes sense <laughs> it does I love that you get that from that it makes me happy for you. I'm like somebody has to throw glitter on stuff <laughs> glitter everywhere <laughs> and less glitter on everything this but like I it. think I think what I'm understanding is the universe, we are just expressions of that. And so you're different from me. And even though we like glitter, we still are going to have two separate experiences. But like that, that's like, to me, what being your full expression is just like figuring out how different and unique you are and bringing that like a flower, I guess. Yeah. Blooming. What makes you your most authentic yeah. you. What you just said is exactly what I was going to touch on earlier when we were talking about being artists is like we come from a creative universe. Like the right. universe created all that is yeah. and is still creating. Like the universe is expanding. It It's still creating things. We came Meteors. from that, which means we are creators as well. We're ex- we are that like a me- substance, like a, like a whatever, micro version energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are like little, we're an amoeba of the bigger thing. We're little guys that go all over. And so you just being your most creative, authentic artist self, like we're all artists. If the artist is defined by just being like creating stuff, I have no idea. But I think yeah. living can be art too. Yeah. Like being intentional. Own it. What's saying? You know, like what, whatever, whatever it is that you do, own it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard to own it, though? Yeah, all these insecurities we have. We don't feel mm-hmm. good enough. We don't feel, you know, but you're, you're only going to start feeling good enough once you own it and, and, mm-hmm. and live up to that, you know, and, and start seeing yourself mm-hmm. in that way. The, the, when you start seeing yourself, yeah, I am an artist, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm figuring that out, and I own that, you know. I own that I'm not the greatest or whatever, but I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to make something pretty, you know. Um, own it, man. Yeah. And any, you know, I've long thought this is just like any any style that you want to to try. You could have purple hair. You could have, you know, piercings or whatever. You know, like own it and it's yours. You know, 
It's like it's not a matter of like, do you think I could pull this off? You know, own it and you pull it off. Right. Yeah, that's but been that's, a huge. Lesson. That's a style. That's a an attitude. You know, you own the attitude that you want. You develop that attitude. You own it, and it becomes you. Sounds like manifestation to me. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, I just. It's just so hard for me to do that. It's a it's a daily construction. Man. Right. Yeah. I was thinking practice and consistency. The more aware you become, the harder everything is because you're aware of everything and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I keep getting more sensitive, and I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> right. Oh man. You thought I was too sensitive then. Just wait till 2021. We've all been through this bullshit. I know. I wonder what the theme of next year is. Oh, it's good. Watch the video. Oh, it's the video. About. I don't remember what he said the theme was. Because we've been Which talking theme? about it's how, all transcendent. Like how twenty twenty's been very much of like surrender, uh-huh. like with the pandemic, with shit happening that we don't want to happen, with people dying, with people getting sick. Like I don't know. We can't. We're we can't control everything, and when we like cling on and grasp, like it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. To just let it go and be like, all right, the uns is going to do whatever the fuck the uns wants to do. We are here for a ride. I don't understand your plan, but okay, I buckle my seatbelt. And it's like what we were talking about the other day. Like, it doesn't matter what you've been through. Like, we've all had bullshit in our lives. We've all been through, oh my gosh, so much. But as time goes on, we start to see why those things happened and you're just like oh my god looking back at that like at the time end of the world and now you're like oh my god that happened because of this okay that makes so much sense so you're just like okay universe i see you it might not make sense for a decade and a half but like i get it now so if you just it's trusting divine timing and like like i'm not terribly worried that i haven't put out my podcast or like really started the Etsy properly because I know if I was meant to have started it already, I would have like, it would have been like whatever reason it's not started. is like, that's fine. I'm just trying to, and like finding self-compassion when we don't reach whatever like goal we thought it should be, you know, like uh, maybe transcendence or something, transformation next year. Cause we've been talking about the Phoenix, everything burned down this year. I like that. It's going to be great. It's so weird to think that this was probably the year that, like, everybody was talking about, like, like the ancient people. Like, mm-hmm. like the prophecy or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Oh, Jess has my goddess book that's at that great quote about, like, the age of Aquarius starting back in 2012, whenever, like, the end of the world happened. It was the end of the age of Pisces, and now we're in age of Aquarius. That, by the way, is exactly what I was talking about the other day when I was saying it's weird. The, like, birth chart lineup stuff. Oh, with the current (laughs) planets? It's things like that. Oh, God. Hi. Good morning. DW. There's coffee. I know not to talk to you until... (laughs) He he at least smiled. Yes. Genuine. God, I was recording. That was some cool shit. That's great. Look, like one of the main things that I've really been thinking about lately is this idea 
I, I, th I think a lot of our problems as humans, as people, comes down to our need to be right about mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. Because whether it's, especially what we've been seeing in, in this red versus blue that we've had going on, you know, um, man, I just, I really feel like there's the real pandemic that's been happening in, in our country yeah. is this, is yeah. this, this hate, this us and them, this battle of, you know, this political realm that we've been seeing, it's been really dirty and hateful, you know? And, and, and this idea of needing to be right, you know, whether, whether Trump is good for the country or, or he's not good for the country or whatever. And I see this in myself getting all fired up, you know, because I'm talking to somebody. I like to think I'm a pretty nice dude, you know, I really I would like to think that I'm nice to everybody. But man, I will I see it didn't happen in myself. My, my, my temperature will rise, my blood will boil as soon as we start talking about these political issues. You know what I mean? And at that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's right, you, them. It matters who's kind, you know? And that's the only thing that I can think, man, to be a scale of like, this, this is just crazy to me to think because everybody's got their own opinion. Is there a real right? Is there even such a thing? I don't think so. Just love. I probably. think it's all subjective. Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, whether it's religion, whether it's veganism, whether it's yoga, whether it's violence we've all figured out our ways to deal with the problems of life right. and now we feel this somehow need to get everybody on the same page you know for the sake of unity but what the hell page number is this uh what does that even look like how do you begin to have these conversations you know so let's just get along let's just be kind you know uh, I, I don't i don't care i mean because if you can't talk about politics and i'm speaking to myself here if you can't talk about issues that, you know, you're passionate about without becoming an asshole, right. you know, then, man, they've, they've, they've bettered you. you know? right. they, 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 they've gotten the better of you, I mean. I think it's so hard, too, like, thinking about, okay, there's 300 million people in America. How the hell are we going to come up with one solution that meets everybody's criteria? Because, to me, that's impossible. Mm. Love. Well, right, but I'm just saying, like, in your approach to communicating, like, how do you yeah. get to, how do you get all these different people to listen to you long enough to hear that? And are they even listening? Yeah. Well, but see, I think you're hitting on something there as well, because it's a lot easier to govern smaller numbers. And just That's look, why just I don't look think at America crew, doesn't, you know? right, it's hard well, for 12 people. Well, but really, if it's just our core crew, we can we can take care of business and do pretty well, right? But when everybody starts bringing friends and everybody's over, it gets a little weird sometimes, you know? And that's, that, you know, but man, that's the truth is it's just maybe in, in America, we've got too many people under the same umbrella and it should be split up and I because think if there's half of you that feels so strongly that government should be this way and the other half feel just as adamant that it should be that. Right. Why can't they both have their way? Well, and I guess that was the idea with states and states. But the their states' own governments rights. don't mean anything nowadays. Right. It's all federal, man. Nobody right. pays attention to states, state elections. Right. And even out of the three hundred plus million people there are in America, only seventy-five million of them voted. You know. So. 
Yeah, but no, I I hear you for sure. A nation divided, man. I think, like, it's also hard, too, because... And we thought about this with, like... When we did our thing, it's like... we Every, every piece of the puzzle has to play its role. Has to be intentional. Yeah. Has to vet people. Has to, hey, if I brought in this cow, I gotta make sure this cow doesn't go fuck up someone else's fence. Like, that's my personal responsibility. And, like... Just bringing that, like, in order for a big old thing like America to work, it would mean, like, everybody has to be intentional. And because everybody has a role, and it's like, we all have to work together, but, like, people are just lost. Yeah. And they're not, they're well, not on that. This, we're not teaching people. It, our very government is one that lends itself towards uh, taking no responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't want any, I, I take no responsibility for, for, for this, you know, this, this is humanity now. We do not want to be responsible for our actions, you know, and, and, and so we're always trying to pass the buck and we're writing legislation and we're writing laws about how to pass the buck and absolve yourself of personal responsibility. Right. Well, what and do there's you no think, accountability. Well, what do you think, um, how do you think we can like get out of that? Like. How do you think we encourage people to be accountable? I mean, I can only think of, like, keeping myself accountable. Yeah. I, I think it has to happen through community, man. Yeah. I think community is the answer to most of the things that ail us. I agree. Because people need to be connected. They need to be plugged in. They need to feel a part of something. They need to feel like their voice matters. And the bigger the community is, the easier it is for you to get lost in the crowd. Yeah. And feel, I feel like my vote doesn't matter. I'm from fucking Tennessee. You know? Yeah, same. And so it doesn't matter whether I vote red, blue, it's going to go red. My vote does not matter. You know? I feel very much that way. And, and that's because I'm in a system of, you know, these 300 million people and I'm just one voice. It's too big. It's too big. Yeah, because it's we, interesting thinking like France is the size of Texas. Yeah. And then there's also countries smaller than that. Like, yeah. how? Much smaller. And we're meant to be the United States, but we're, we're giving so much power to the federal government How to, many people to are rule in New our Zealand lives. About Australia 5 million. Stuff. Australia has about 30. I was just thinking of like big countries like China and Russia, and maybe they're having similar... Look at, look at China's government. Would you want to live there? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But I, I don't I like think I would, man. Like what it is. That's too many people, man. It's too many people. Well, and it's like in theory it works, but I think I remember my friend's friend saying like he was living there and just felt like there's this freedom of thinking that you have in America that you don't have in China. Like you're told what to think, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I think there's control of definitely yeah. like positive and like in theory these ideas are great but in execution they like get fucked up or something yeah but can you see the benefits the pros and cons from that i bet i i guess but to the point of what i'm making though is that i want to be a part of a community in which i play a part you know and, and the communities that we have nowadays in our cities and our you know our, our, our big towns it's just like man there's there's over a million people in the greater Nashville area, you know? It's easy to just retreat to your own home and not be a part of anything. Right. You know? But if you're a part of a much smaller community and people see you, you know, you're, you're, you're a, a face, a real person, 
you know, not an online identity, not a, right. a an, an address, you know, you're a person in a community and we, we know about you, we see you, you know, we're going to reach out to you. And, but when, when people are able to, and this is kind of this individualism that's so pervasive in our culture today, because people all want to have their own stuff. You know, we each need our own car, our own washer and dryer, our own house. My own checkout at Kroger. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, we we need all of our own things, and the more of our own things that we have, the less is shared, and the less is shared, the less a community is happening. You right. know, everybody's so individualistic. We don't need one another. We don't rely on one another. We don't share, and yeah, I don't think it's um, <laughs> I don't think it's the best idea. I don't think it's a way to live. Sure, America's been doing it for a while now, but yeah, I think. When I look at that from, like, a psychological lens, I think, or just even just, like, animal behavior, like, it's, I think, because of fear. Mm. Like, because when you introduce community, you are also, like, putting your trust and your faith that these things will get done. Yeah. That these people won't kill you. That, Mm. and so maybe it's just, that's where I I think... (laughs) Because it's like, if you want to eliminate that idea, what, get to the source, and to me it's like fear, but it's like, okay, well how do you make someone not afraid of that, or something, if that makes sense. Mm. But that's why I think, kind of like you're saying, like, everybody has a role to play, and like, when they're in that community, like, when you can trust that everybody's going to play their part, you don't have anything to worry about. Right. And when somebody steps on it, isn't playing their part... The community will step in and... Right, rehabilitate, not, like, cancel them. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. But, but the community itself will will kind of steer right. that behavior, you know? Not control, but, I mean... Come on. Yeah, look, like, I mean, if we had a member of our group, you know, if, 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 if I got too drunk and was going around, uh, you know... Touching girls' butts. Yeah, still something like this. You know, you guys would call me out on that. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't wait for the governing authorities to come and sort it out, you know? The group would deal with it. And that's the way it needs to be. But man, we've just... Our groups are too big now. There's too much anonymity. One, I think that... I think that's also, like whether it's intentional or not, is a good way to control people. It's like, if you feel like you don't have a role to play, like, like, like with the prison system, like getting these people to completely just like, there's no individuality. You are just a number, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I guess that wouldn't be easy to control, but I don't know. Cause I think if, if, if community exists and if people believe in themselves, then big corporations can't make money and the pharmaceutical industry can't sell their pills. And like, I think that's like something also that lies under the surface that's working against it. Yeah. It is really astounding how much money just continually drives almost Like they were talking about how much money they spent on, campaigning for the election it's like you could have fed all these people right yeah 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 you probably could have just paid corona off just go away for a while with that amount of money yeah seriously you want to talk about a gross waste of resources well and i think it's like that's probably 
And I know you're a big proponent of like, like trying to advocate for, hey, your plastic's not recyclable or you're still using styrofoam. And it's like, there's so many people that are still sleeping that don't care that it doesn't affect them. So they're not worried about it. And it's like, how do you wake everybody up? Yeah. How do you get people to care? Starts with community. Right. Yeah. Like, if I want to go and, like, figure out which places around here have, like, styrofoam still. And, like, Leave come and talk up. to them. And, yes, Amoeba pick up. We picking up your styrofoam. I just want to, like, help people who, like, it's what? Five dollars more to change to paper or plat or something recyclable at least. Like please. <laughs> well, I feel something. like on a positive note, I feel like we are rediscovering the importance of community. And I think we mm-hmm. are kind of like, okay, where are we? We're stuck in this government that is just kind of corrupt and Yeah. How do we how The government we, our parents gave us? I know. Right, and it's so interesting to think about America's history too, like when communism happened and it's like Okay, I think that's when, like, the isolationism and the individualism and the, it's like, when you get scared of the other, yeah, then, yeah, yeah you're going to retreat and stay. But that's also, like, an animal thing, too. Like, an animal is not going to go out if it feels like it's going to get killed. Right, yeah. So it's kind of, like, unraveling our history. And we're, like, but it's also, like, fuck. Like, we let all that happen over the course of, what, 100 years? Mm-hmm. But see, I also I I think that we're seeing a breaking down of capitalism though. This is what it's seeing, mm-hmm. and I was ta- I was saying this I think to Daniel the other day is like, what if? Because you know how someday people talk about fascism or socialism or communism, you know, and there's there's kind of a uh, uh, there's a connotation attached to those For words sure. that's, that's not so um, aromatic. Uh, yeah, and, and and maybe in the future we'll we'll talk about capitalists the same way. You know, because we capitalism, well, capitalism has been working. It has been working time, but the reasons that it's working is almost because it's stolen from the future. We are the future. And now all the people that have come before us that made it in that sweet spot of the golden age of capitalism, you know, so they've invested in all this. This is what I was saying to you guys. So they've invested our parents' generation in capital, capital, capital. They've gained all of this capital. They have houses, they have they have boats and cars and you know, they've got all these things and properties, you know, and money tied up in bonds and lands and um, things like this. And there's very little left for us. I mean, try and buy a house nowadays. Holy hell. How much money do you need to even get ahead? Right. You know? Talking about the savings that we Yeah, exactly. Have. How much money do you need to just to put a down payment on a house? Like my little brother's trying to buy one right now. He's saved up working at Best Buy. He saved up like eighteen, twenty thousand dollars. Jesus. Yeah. And I had no idea. He told me that when I was like on my last dollar in New Zealand talking to him on the phone. He's like, you saved up like $20,000 trying to buy a house. I was like, what? You know, <laughs> you little wild. snake in the grass. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyways, he's, so he tried to buy one the other day, offered 15 grand more than the asking price. And some rich dude came up, swept it out from under his nose and bought it in cash. Uh- and so it's just like somebody hardworking like my little brother who's trying to get ahead can't do it because the wealthy people have so much more wealth that they can come in and just right. rake in all these chips, you know, and then continue to produce money for them. So so it's just another way to widen that gap. And and we've kind of come up, not to say that you can't go and make all this money and be whoever you want to be. You can do it, you know, but what do you have to do 
to become that, to, to, to gain that. I'm not willing to do it. Whatever it is. I don't want to work to play for a different 50, game. 50 I, years. I don't want to do that, man. It doesn't sound fun, you know? And yeah. but, the, but this is the thing, is that in as much as our parents have kind of put us in this spot, like the generations before, that capitalism has worked really well for, you know, they've done well for themselves, but now we've inherited this system that isn't working for us and it's not working for future generations even more so, right. you know? And so because we've grown up with this, I don't know how your parents are. Mine are very closed. You know, they're not going to talk to you about their emotions. Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk to you about personal stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nice people, you know. I'm not saying they're not, you know. I'm not saying they're rude or they're whatever. But, you know, try to have pee-pee touch with, you know, if that sounds <laughs> even longer. But, but, but seriously, try and have those heart-to-hearts with, with, with mom and dad. It's mm-hmm. just not the same, hey. I don't know if your parents are that way, but they, like I said, I've kind of like pushed my extravagance on them yeah. for a long time. So at this point, get older, they're getting really used to it. So they open up a little, yeah. but not the way we do, no. not the way that I want. I'm so desperate to like. Connect well, I think with it kind of goes way. to what y'all were saying earlier. Like the more love, like the more vulnerable you are, you'll get that back. Right. I think just on and that's been happening very gross that's... scale, but mm-hmm. I think it's good that you. Or trying to push that. Yeah. Like, the more I get vulnerable and comfortable with them, the more they're like, all right, all right, well, all right, we see you. <laughs> we can do this. We can try it. Yeah. But, I, but I think that the point that I'm wanting to make, though, is that in as much as we have, as much as they have invested in, we haven't been able to do that. Right. So instead, we've invested in relationships. <laughs> and I think that we probably have better social skills than the generations before us. For sure. Because we've had to. But I think you know, our emotional intelligence is also growing. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Our emotional intelligence, definitely. And we've had to really talk to people. All of us have worked in the service industry somehow. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, they never did. My, I don't think my parents ever did. You know? I mean, my dad got right to work right out of college and started buying houses and having kids. And, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm, I mean, we've just gotten better at, at having those social skills. We're better at expressing our own emotions, you know. And we've—I've got friends all over the world, man. I have no money in the bank, but I've got so many friends, and I've got friends I know that would help me out, you know. And to me, that's more valuable than the cap may have gained, you know. If I'd have gone out and gotten out of college and gone to some Ivy League school or whatever, and then made these connections to get advanced right. in the business world and made all this money and you know it just doesn't sound like a, a life that i want to write a book about <laughs> you yeah know? exactly so who wants to read that book man the office was cold that morning yeah right talk to people day after day the same bullshit i don't know, just write a, a novel about my time at state farm holy hell well and it's like that's the thing too sure. is like i guess they don't we think that sounds weird but i guess they don't think anything up or yeah. going back to the whole complacent yeah they don't i don't know for some reason i guess a life outside of that is too scary whether it's like because your parents would think you were crazy or yeah the world would think you were crazy or mm. the insecurity that living like us brings well they certainly don't i don't want to say they don't approve i mean at the end of the day i think that they just they really do you know want me to be happy. Right. And they want the best for you. We just have different ideas. Of They've what got that very means. different ideas of how it should go down. Right. Yeah. Cause I always find myself 
I mean, I've learned over the years, but my dad will say stuff like, and I'm just like, I don't think that way. And it's like, well, you're not being smart about your more. Yeah. When are you going to get a job or something like that? And it's like, I don't know. Let me do my thing. Well, like, let me ask you this. Do your, do your parents have a lot of friends? Um, I think so. Um, my mom kind of doesn't go out. She's got a couple. I think she's more into like the online community and like relation building relationships th- that way. Um, I think my dad has friends that he goes out with and drinks with and stuff. Mm. In terms of like, I think keeping like really close relationships. I don't know if they have like, like I don't. If it makes sense, I don't know if I would have who my godfather or godmother would be, if that right. makes sense. Just because you, you don't know like, who your parents' best mate is. Right, yeah. And I don't... Are your parents still together? No. But I don't... Like, surely they have one, but I don't know who it is. Huh. I don't... Surely they exist, but I don't know. Yeah. What about yours, Dwayne? Yeah. I got good my dad has more friends than my mom. Yeah. Do your parents have many close friends? No. Yeah. They've got two. One is my godmother. Uh, and then there's a group of people that they're friends with that they would play trivia with on Wednesdays, yeah. but they haven't seen any of them at all this year. They don't know what's going on. Right. I really got to think that your friends are a reflection of you. You know? They like the five people that you're around the most. Are yeah. Who you are. Yeah. Yeah. They know who you are. More, more current to date. You know? Coffee just running through me. Started the morning talking about spirituality and religion. I said, I better get this microphone real quick. It's so interesting to think we still have a lot of friends. I know we asked that question. I'm like, dang. I've always thought that about my parents. And as I watch and see other people's parents are kind of the same way. And that's the point about relationships or capitalism basically like what you invest your time in that makes so much sense right now. i always just thought it was weird that everyone i know's parents were just as you know whatever it is that my parents are that means they don't have that many friends but it's just the thing because that's not what they did yeah i wonder if it's like harder to because it's like you can have friends when you're little but then when you grow up you're like okay i have to work at maintaining these friendships mm-hmm. or else they're gonna die and maybe it's just like over the years shit happens yeah and it's i think what just said how interesting that we all became friends as adults uh-huh and like thank god none of us thank god father uh. we to play some disc golf today was of course not far i'm about ready for a plate of food hey eh? i know it's about that time If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace madness.